Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about the Aldenwald Axe Murders. Uh, this was a brutal murder that took place uh, in Aldenwald, Oregon. And we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast. We sometimes use adult language. So if adult language uh, offends you, what should they do, Brandy? Uh, go fuck yourself. And, and according to our reviews, we're not always a comedy podcast, Timmy. Uh, yeah, I know. The one uh, they thing... They can go fuck thing, themselves, com- too. Well, yeah. and, uh, the, the one common thread throughout our, our reviews is that we're not as funny as we think we are. Yeah. So, you know what? We crack ourselves up, and that's what's important. If we amuse ourselves. Exactly. Well, let me introduce our wonderful panel. Um, let me introduce the lady who is uh, just loved by everyone throughout the land, a lady who's known as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? I'm good, Timmy. I'm good. We started, uh, Noah started school on Friday, so he's in the fifth grade. And he's going oh. to, yeah, he's going to a different building. He's got all new teachers, all new everything, and seemed to have a, you know, a fairly successful first day of school, except for somebody tripped the fire alarm, and so they had was a fire him? drill. Was it First no? thing. It was not, I asked. Okay. Um, and, but that's not even what the lead story was in his day because when he came home, because they sent us a text or whatever. and How how could you beat that? Well, so he came home and I said, well, how was school? And he didn't lead with the fire thing. He said, in one of our classrooms, we've got spinny desks and the chairs spin around and it is awesome. Oh, that does sound awesome. I mean, maybe, but, you know, I think that, you know, the fact that they were all escorted out of the building under fear of burning alive. I thought that would would have been the lead topic there, but no. They don't usually have uh, fire drills on the first day, do they? They Saturday don't, drills. but somebody somebody evidently pulled the alarm and thought it was a good idea for them to always be prepared. So, Well, all I can think about is that you're going to be getting notes soon that 
We can't stop Noah from spinning in his chair <laughs> during English class or math class or whatever. And you I think, mean, why in the hell would you put spinny chairs in there? You know, the thing is, I'm going to start getting notes soon that say Noah's bullying kids that won't wear their mask in class. That's well, what I'm going to get because that's oh, the Noah's I a little Dr. Fauci. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't take He's already pissed. He's like, these people, they're not wearing masks. Nobody in my class, people in my class aren't wearing masks. What's wrong with them? I'm like, honey, you just wear yours. That's the important thing here. But yeah, he's already irritated about that, which is why I cannot take him out. I can't take him to Target. And God forbid I try and get him into a Walmart, which I don't go to very often, but sometimes I need to. Can't take him in because you know nobody there is wearing a mask. So, I mean... I'm not about to get in some kind of fist fight because somebody's getting lippy at my kid for my kid getting lippy with them, too, because they won't wear a mask and they're an idiot. So, you know, here we are. I have you to know, say, I'm, I'm kind of with no on this one. Have Everybody's you noticed, though, on this have you noticed, though, and, and this has happened to me, and, and I'm not anti-mask. I'm very pro-mask. It happens to every man. However, oh. the first time that we all had to wear masks... I just know, you know, I just put it on. I didn't really even notice it. It didn't bother me. You know, sometimes if I happened to put my glasses on, it'd steam them up. But now the second time around, masks just irritate the shit out of me. Well, and, because it's unnecessary and, right now. It should I not think be it is. It, right I now. think it's a psychological thing like you sons of bitches or whatever that I got to yep. wear, you know. I don't, but I also am like, God, this is, and you know, I guess it's summertime, but it's like, it's hot. I can't breathe in this. I hate this mask. Well, but, you know, I, I still wear them because, you yes, know, because you're not an asshole that way. Well, I, but, no, I like the mysterious look it gives me. Oh, well, yeah, know? duh. But here's and the thing. Plus the su surveillance cameras, when you got a mask on, you know, it's hard. Well, to, that's just good. It's harder to yeah. say that's, that's the current. That's just good planning. But. Here's the thing. The first time around when we did this, you know, we were all locked down. So nobody was really going anywhere. And it, you didn't like I would run into places, but, you know, and I'd wear the mask. Do I want to wear it all the time? No, they're hot and they're gross and they stink after a while and whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. But now everything's still open and people aren't wearing their masks and, you know, now I have a kid that can't get vaccinated and this new variant is sending all kinds of kids to the ICU. So now I like I can't take Noah anywhere and I'm hesitant to go anywhere because if I pick something up and give it to him, you know, I, I'll never forgive myself. So, I mean, it's just it's it's a whole big cluster and. Yeah, I'm well, annoyed it's a whole at different thing when you got to start again. worrying about your kids, and and it sounds insensitive, you know, but, um, you know, you're you, we're always worried about older people, you know, because yeah. you know their 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 systems have become weaker over the years, you know, and and when this starts burning through, it's like, oh, you know, this is terrible. And then it starts hitting kids, and you think, "Holy shit!" You know, you don't you don't want to see a, a ten year old in an ICU. I mean, nope. Not that you want to see an eighty seven year old in an ICU either, but well, it's right. like, okay, pick pick one. You know, tell us who to protect here. Can we protect well, the kids? Can we protect the older people? 
and it shouldn't and you be, know with noah they can't get vaccinated he's not yeah and it shouldn't vaccinated. be a it shouldn't be a choice we should be able to protect all these people uh by just not being an asshole and and masking up and doing all these things but um but you know i mean you do you worry about your kids and you worry about you know is my brother jason who works in a restaurant now he wears a mask but you know is he going to get something and bring it you know inadvertently to noah and so it's it's this whole new level of panic and fear and um, but at the same time a weird level of comfort that you have you know you you feel like you're vaccinated you're okay so you get in your mind you're you're comfortable with this but you know you can bad things can still happen well and and the vaccines they don't know how long they last so i mean right. you know i get one every week off. Timmy. i get one every week <laughs> of course you do i just I you know, know what they you've had it you you've got the mordina you got the I've pfizer got the johnson and pfizer i even got the russian one oh, you know, nice. that might work so you know i i mean i just they talk about boosters. Go, I, like, I don't need a booster I I I I get one every week. Every week you just go in, and uh, it's easy. I don't understand. I I just told them I had no insurance. I gave them my ID, and they gave me a shot and said come back in three weeks, and I did. And well, you know, protecting the colonel is top priority. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I there's only know. one of you, Chuck. There's there's like a lot of brandies out there. There's only one of you, Chuck. Well, you know, wow. I, I I've heard a couple people talk about who have been vaccinated that have that have gotten it, and they said, you know, it's it's kind of like getting a really bad cold or the flu, you know. And I think I I literally think I'm dying when I get a bad cold. Yeah, so I, I mean, who the hell cold. wants who the hell wants that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might not end up in ICU, but who the hell wants to be sick? Period. Yeah, you don't end up in ICU when you break your arm, but I don't want my arm broken. You know, so. Well, and here's the other thing. It's, um, and you're right about all that, but, you know, God forbid, again, we talked about it a little bit this morning before we came on, you know, people are getting car accidents. We're filling up the hospitals so that right. you're not going to be able to get treatment if you're in a car accident. Or well, I think if they you, down you know, in have a Arkansas. heart attack. They, they, Arkansas, they told them, they can't even treat heart attack patients, car wreck patients, you know, people like yeah. that. They, oh. they just have no room. They, yeah, I think they were. A couple they, of states were, were sending te- people I think out of state. In Texas, they were saying, well, Ugh. if your child, they have no more I, uh, ICU beds. Yep. So if your child gets sick, they're going to have to wait for another child to die before yep. they, get a, they get a spot. Okay, well, on that cheery note. Right. Um, You've used up all your brandy time, Brandy, uh, to um, educate us on the um, virtues of mask wearing, but it was a good cause. So mask up, everybody, Thank please. You. And, and we, don't, well, we don't have that many listeners anyway. We can't afford people dying. Yeah. But here's the other so, thing. Especially on and, Patreons. And, Patreons, well, mask wanna, up. No, and listen, because I want to make this very clear because we're going to get we're going to get something about this. And so I want to make something very clear. This isn't a political stance. Um, and I know that we, we really, really strive very hard on this podcast to not take political stances. And this isn't one of, this isn't a political stance. It is, 
we know that this works we know what should be done and we just have people that aren't doing it it's not political you can be on either either side of this whatever you can be on on either spectrum of the of the political scale i don't give a shit i don't care if you're a fucking republican if you're evangelical i don't care wear a fucking mask because you're protecting my child and for people who don't care enough about other people to protect children fuck off fuck well, right on well, here we have the thing we, more importantly even than that they're protecting the colonel protecting Nobody the colonel shit and, about him and i will give you the uh the colonel's uh freedom paradox because people talk about freedom all the time their freedom their freedom and in what line does freedom in is what i want to know because if we had pure freedom I would get to axe murder you. Not you specifically, but I would get to axe murder whoever I want. That is true freedom. Well, that, that's kind of cool, though. I, but when you think it. about it, that's freedom. When does freedom end? You know, Let we, freedom ring. People, yeah, people talk about freedom, but I think, you know, if, I, if there was real, true, 100% freedom, I would just get to take a hatchet to everybody that annoyed me. And you would be I very believe, lonely. Yeah, I want to. I want to start my own political party, and I want to call it the Freedom Party. And our our uh, too late. Black. We're not going to carry signs. We're going to carry hatchets. It's already a thing. <laughs> the Freedom Party. Well, okay. The, yep. We're going to call it the Colonel's Freedom Party. That's a different kind of freedom. I bet there's mm-hmm. not too many of those out there, Brandy. Probably not. Let me introduce, speaking of the colonel, let me, inter- you know, in these, in these trying times, Brandy, people turn, they, they're, they're, they turn to the colonel for advice, for, um, you know, comfort. No, they don't. Here's a man who uh, is known for, he's, he's been called the, an oasis in the desert of despair, Brandy. He hasn't. He's a man of God. Yeah. He is a best-selling author. To make love to a woman. Gross. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters the uh, Third, better known, also known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. I'm not for good. What's wrong? Sake. Timmy, as what's you wrong, said, Colonel? you know, in these troubled times, I have to be an oasis in the desert of despair. And but you're not. I just don't give a fuck anymore, Timmy. I don't you give cause a all my despair. Are well, you? Are you? Are, are you a little discouraged, Colonel? You sound a little discouraged today. Um, I'm no. <sighs> I'm just trying to uh, trying to uh, get myself, you know, back in the right frame of mind, so I can help people. You know, be a be a really be a good steward of the Lord again, Timmy. And mm-hmm. uh, God. And, and get my mojo back. You know, I'm trying to get my mojo back because people come up Did to that... me with their problems in the grocery store. Even with the mask, they know I'm the colonel. And, and sometimes I just say, I don't give a fuck. And that's just not like, that's like devil. That's like the devil. They expect that from her. But yeah, I say that it's not lot. like me. But I will say, devil, I was up in your neck of the woods the whole day yesterday. I walked through yes. downtown Lebanon. It's a lovely, yeah. quaint little town. Yes. Um Had the dogs with me. Uh, Yeah. uh, 
I don't know that I'm going to be welcome back in Lebanon. Probably Because not. I had this just adorable, you know, you got two ice cream places right next to each other up there on Main Street. Yep, what's uh, is better? Uh, the frozen yogurt place is a place Logan went in. And, uh, it's not frozen yogurt, but go or ahead. Frozen, frozen custard, I'm sorry. And uh, Yeah, he went into Wits. Wits is the shit. Wits, yeah. This was an adorable little girl, and she wanted to know if she could pet the dogs, and I said, you can, but, you know, watch ice cream. And she bent down with a little ice cream there, and uh, Rudy proceeded to take a bite of her ice cream. <laughs> Did you buy her a new ice cream? She didn't care. She didn't. I told her I would buy her. No, oh. I was sorry. He just licked it, and she was like, "And the mom and dad, the mom and dad, I thought were going to be mortified, and they thought it was hysterical." She said, "Honey, they, he told you to hold your ice, get you know, hold your ice cream away from the dog, and you put it right in front of his face." And Rudy was just like, "Oh, that was cool." And Bo was yeah. like, "Hey, where's my ice cream? God damn it!" So, but it's it's a yep. quite little. It's a lovely little place. Logan had a, Logan had a little a t-shirt convention up there, Timmy, and I got a 1993 Nolan Ryan t-shirt, Timmy. It's a nice soft. Hair. You know the underwear that I wear that I say it's like having just a bunch of little angels cradling your junk. Mm-hmm. These t-shirts, <laughs> and 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 I think this is the this is the. This is the the hook with vintage T-shirts is that uh, other than the collectibles, they're so damn comfortable. They're just what kind of uh, what's the material? Good ones are. It's you know what it's just fifty fifty, but you know they've been old and they've been worn and they've been broken in and they just they just sit on you. You know they're not they just they, they it feels like on my. On my on my on my pecs and my nipples, Timmy. It's like, having, yeah, it's like just having them rubbed by silk, Timmy. Can we play? Can, can we just talk? Can we talk about axe murders? I'd rather do that. Well, Brandy, I, I, first of all, I want to I want to say that I need I have to have a uh, a nice tri blend, Brandy, for my t shirts because I'm I'm sensitive. My skin is sensitive. Sure, sure, and, sure. Uh, I like to feel soft and pretty. Mm-hmm. Of course you do. It does make you feel pretty. Yesterday I had a vintage. Uh, I had to show off a little bit because I was going to this thing. I had a vintage 1988 John Elway Broncos T-shirt. Nice. At one point was black, but it's all gray now, and the Elway's still, you know, because it's the old screen print. So the, you know, it's very bold, and it's, you know, I was I was getting a lot of looks from the ladies, Timmy. I'm sure they were. I doubt it. Yeah, between the black mask and the sunglasses and my Elway shirt, there was a little bit of crowd control that had to be done to me. They probably thought you were secret service for something. (laughs) That could be, too. I would just like to tell our listeners that uh, this is our second attempt to record this this morning. The first one we had some technical problems, so we didn't get. Uh, we had to start over. So, but it was f- much funnier, don't you think, Brandy? I don't know. I mean, this is like the third time I've heard this story about this T-shirt, so I'm ready. <laughs> you know, to, I'm, I'm legit you, though, ready to go run into the street. So I would you, really love to what? talk about some axe murderers. When I really people, would. We, we'll all get right to that devil. But when people leave reviews, you know, they think they're funny. 
but they're not. You, do you know what it, what I really think about? I don't. Know I what don't you really care. You know, I it's find like that's mas- delightful. It's like masturbation. I don't care mm-hmm. how you feel. I don't care how you feel at all. I well, only care like how sex I feel. in general. <laughs> well, I was yeah. say. Sex in general, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the and I haven't laid this out for people, but it's the horse race theory, Timmy. The first one yes, to the finish all, line. You have wins. laid it out for people. You've got, you have absolutely laid that out for people. But I appreciate the uh, pivot to lay it out again. Can we please, so, please? Okay, let's talk about let's talk Asperger's about some people. Let's talk about some not pleasant things like people getting chopped up by axes. I'd rather yes. do that. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about the axe murders. And when uh, Brandy, when I say axe murders, I'm not talking about the cologne. I'm talking right. about actually someone taking a hatchet and chopping people up. Seems Which we're not we're not necessarily opposed to. Now we. We are pro-mask, but we're not anti-axe, really. We are anti-axe cologne. Yes, we are definitely that. Anyway, Ardenwall is a neighborhood straddling the border uh, between uh, the city of Portland and the town of Milwaukee, Oregon. Huh. It was established in 1888 by mostly... Uh, German immigrants in so your people, Brandy, basically in oh. nineteen in nineteen eleven, it became the site of a brutal family murder that remains unsolved to this day. Think about mm. that, Brandy. It's amazing. In the spring oh. of nineteen eleven, thirty-three-year-old William Hill and his new wife, Ruth. Now, I would say this, that Ruth is not new, just that she's his new wife, okay? Because okay. she's, 30, she's 33, year old, 33 years old also. Uh, as well as Ruth's two children from a previous marriage, Philip, uh, age nine, and Dorothy, age seven, Aww. moved into a cottage in the rural community of Ardenwall, Ardenwall, uh, then located immediately south of Portland. And the reason why I keep giving you directions to the city in case some of our listeners would like to bring up Google Maps and check it out. Sure. We I are didn't know we were pro, doing... Wait a minute. We're when, pro did we, ta- when did we get hired mm-hmm. to do the tourism, to boost tourism no. in Ardenwald? Well, we are pro... Technology, Brandy, on this podcast. We are pro-technology, but okay. It often doesn't work for us, but yeah. (laughs) Most often doesn't work for us. William had built the cottage himself, so he was handy, Brandy. (coughs) Like that, you know, he didn't go to handy.com. He actually built the place himself. Probably didn't even have handy.com. I feel like... I feel like that's that's not the website you're thinking of, but go ahead. <laughs> no, there's like a, I don't know. I mean, I need furniture put together. I go to handy.com. I think it is the name of it. I have to look at I would be shocked, but go ahead. Sounds like a totally really? different website. Well, now you have 
You have questioned my authority. So I'm questioning your authority. I'm questioning. Handy. I, it's the name of my app. It's Handy. It's the Handy. Well, app. that feels like it should not be. Somebody really should not have made that. But go ahead. Uh, all right. William and Ruth had met a couple years earlier at an ice cream, ice cream social in town. Probably, what was the name of the place in your... At Wits. That's Wit, where I met. Wits. Where I met my husband's at an ice cream social. Well, Ruth was widowed and raising her children when the two first met. Uh, so her husband was already dead. It was perfectly above board. Nothing wrong with that, Randy. Okay. Not that we're not that we're happy her husband died, but I'm just saying he was. I don't dead give a already. shit about her husband. Let's keep it moving. Um. William was a tall, quiet man who came across as shy and nervous talking to women. Aw. So nerd. he didn't have the, uh, you know, he didn't have the same gravitas as, like, the colonel here. Mm. Colonel was smooth, but William wasn't smooth. Smooth as sandpaper. The two hit it off, though, uh, and that's Ruth and, uh, and William. Two hit it off, and only a couple months had passed before William proposed marriage. Because, you know, the guy was not getting laid, probably. It's my theory, uh, Colonel. Well, I mean, that would that causes a inner frustration that we would not know about, Timmy. But no, but I'm, I've, I understand some guys yeah. experience that. If they would read my God. book, that wouldn't happen anymore. I believe it's called, the technical term for it is bluest uh, bolus, I think. Bluest is bolusus, yes. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, it's amazing. So to Ruth, Ruth, William offered security to her and her two small children. There you go. Marrying for the marrying the guy for his money, Brandy. Mm-hmm. William William had stable employment down at the Portland Gas Company. Oh, and he got him. along well, you know, it was a, probably a government job and he mm-hmm. was probably good for yeah, him. Yeah, he probably had stock options and I don't know. Really? Okay. Portland, Portland Gas Company was a pretty good gig, I would think, back in 1911. Yeah, well, so was working for the county at one point, and we see where that is, so come on. So uh, he got along well with her kids. He was also tall and attractive, and she found herself drawn to him. So after courting, after courting for a few <sighs> months, the, the couple decided to wed. Why wait around? I mean, if it's... Well, they, if you know it, they could die at any time. I mean, they're 33. They're damn near in the ground now. Well, yeah, let's face it, 33. Back in those days, women start growing penises when they're 30, Colonel. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, they got married young, they grew penises young, Timmy. Yeah. Fucking so, that's why they got married so young, because men knew they only had a, a, a window, you know, of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And, and that's why they had to marry him at 14. It's like, you know, I only got a good 10 years, 12 years before she starts, you know, popping one out here. Really? Now, Whit- <laughs> William worked hard in the spring of 1911 to bring, to build the family a new home. See, back in those days, you had, you didn't just go out and uh You didn't just to- call Handy. <laughs> or Handy, you or you didn't go yeah, to. you didn't you, do that. You didn't. You didn't go to Realtor.com. You had to go out and build your fucking house. I mean. That's goddamn right. Of course, they, that was before tiny houses, Randy. Fuck tiny houses. 
fuck tiny. You think houses. it's just people who are uh, who are can't afford to build a like now because housing is so expensive. Tiny houses must really be booming. Dude, they end up paying more for those motherfucking houses, and then you got here's the thing. So, I was put on this earth in a time where I didn't have to catch rainwater to take a shower. And I'm grateful to that. I don't know why you would do that on purpose, like as a part of your everyday life. Like, I can't shower until it rains. Fuck off. I'm only living in 300 square feet. Fuck off. Why? Why? Get you a fucking house, dude. It wasn't a mansion that William built, but it would be but large enough. But it wasn't a tiny pro- house either, so fuck <laughs> off. It was large enough to provide shelter for his family of four and uh, room to build on should the family expand. You know, basically what they're saying there, Brandy, in case he impregnates Ruth. Thank you. They can build a Thank place. you. That's amazing. I in never case picked his, up on that. In case his seed takes purchase in her loins. Oh my God! They probably, you think oh. they? You think they? You think they probably had sex in the dark? That's what I'm picturing. Oh my! What? I oh. don't think William. I don't <sighs> think William and Ruth were freaks. I think they're doing it when the lights are out. Why do we have Missionary. a thought about that? Why do yeah. you have a thought about that at all? Because all of our listeners are wondering that. No, I they're not. I mean, it's something. It's a question dangling there, and Timmy's yeah. researched it. So and it's, it, it's come up with no, nothing. Nobody's wondering no. this. But Nobody. They They're not. Although William loved his stepchildren, he was also interested in having children of his own. I bet, I bet Michelle Johns was wondering it. She wasn't. Uh, so, um, in the spring of 1911... Uh, they settled into their new life, having sex in the dark. Oh my God! It's been a. Uh, it was a week. It had been a week of uh, worth of festivals and celebrations, with visitors flooding in from all over the Pacific Northwest. It was the fifth annual Portland Rose Festival. Oh, it was yeah. in full. It was in full swing, uh, and the major event for June 9th, 1911, was the Decorated Horse and Buggy Parade. Oh. (laughs) It was the Decorated Horse and Buggy Parade. Boy, that that must have been. Man, you wanted to be there. I bet that was lit. I I think that's kind of a, that's a dangerous game, though, decorating a horse. Yeah, because horses aren't known for their demeanor. But, yeah, let me just get behind you and slip this dress on you. Well, yeah, that's why I don't think the they don't way. put them in dresses, you fuck. <laughs> what the, it. like, dresses and pantyhose? Horse, how she, yeah, how they get pissy when you put, they get pissy when you put some pantyhose on them. What the fuck is they wrong do. with you? High heels. They just get put, by, yeah, get no, behind they don't them, put, stand on a stool, hold their little horse hips. Okay, yeah, I, I don't. You remember, you remember legs, legs. Yes, uh, in the egg. Leg, yeah, in the eggs. Yes, yeah, yes, cool. yes. Those are pretty cool. Were they cool? Because Speaking of I, which, do you know what I own, like, Timmy, now? Pantyhose are the devil's underwear, but go ahead. Because Halloween is coming up, and uh, I happened upon a Darth Vader yeah. costume for Bo. 
Oh, nice. Bo is going to be Darth Vader, and Rudy is going to be Yoda. Nice. And we're going to take them out trick-or-treating just so I can get some free candy. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You know, you know, they, uh, that is, you bring up a good point, Brandy, about pantyhose, is that it's kind of false advertising because you think you think the woman has nice, you know, tan gams, and really it's just pantyhose. Gams? Gam- what are you in? Gams. The 30s? He gams? said gams. Yeah, we're evidently hey, doing Jimmy this Kang? podcast in Jimmy 1923. Kang, eh? Look at him. Look at him, bub. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, uh, the highlight of the night was going to be the horse, a decorated horse and buggy parade, followed by a military parade. So I don't know which. I mean, you know, you want to come early for that because you don't want to miss either one of those. Mm-mm-mm. On that it's, peaceful morning, putting lipstick a, on the horse, Timmy. Oh my God! On that peaceful, on that peaceful morning. The parade route was prepared along Grand Avenue. Well, of course it was. It was Sarah's Matthews, the neighbor of the hills, who noticed the stillness in the hills' cabin. She often visited Ruth uh, in the mornings, and William usually got up around, uh, she would usually see uh, William get up around 5.30 and head to work. On most mornings, she would see him board the streetcar to go to work at the Portland Gas Company. Was it named Desire? But she didn't see him that day, and she thought it a bit odd, Brandy. Well, she sounds like a nosy bitch. (laughs) Uh, With rambunctious kids in a small cabin, a quiet morning was notably rare, Brandy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, entrance into the cabin. So she she started nosing around. Okay, see what nosy was going bitch. on. Nosy bitch, nosy bitch. She's and, that and, chick. She's that old lady that sits in her window and watches and knows everything about everyone. That's what this little trick is. She's a nosy ass. Go ahead. Yeah, the house itself was only a two room house. Oh, for so she started sake. looking in the. She started looking in the windows, and. <laughs> The room, the north, uh, the north room being the kitchen and the dining room living area, and then the south room being where Ruth and William slept along with uh, the two kids. Uh, it in this room uh, were built part, small partitions to give them some privacy. So when they're doing a nasty, basically. Well, wait a minute. So how is it? So follow me on this. So the it has it's a two room house. But yeah. one of the rooms has a bunch of small partitions in it, which would make them yeah. smaller rooms. I so, have cubicles is what I'm picturing. Closets, basically. Yeah. Well, whatever. So it's not like, so whatever. They, so, and if he so built it himself, be, why only build two rooms? Well, I mean, you know, he's you a know, man of limited means. It's hard. You don't, you don't, get, rich. For fuck's you don't sake. get rich working for the Portland Gas Company. I'm just going to throw this out there because, you know, for our listeners who are worried about ecology and thinking a small house is a tiny house is a good thing. It's not. Um, It's stupid. Well, you can't properly make love to a woman in a tiny house, Jimmy. It's like you get a sign. If the house is a rocking, don't come a knocking, you know, for for the... well, and if you attempt but, it, but, you're liable. You're you're liable to get a leg cramp. 
Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you're on top, she's on top, and it's like, you know, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, you know. Oh, we're not in Kansas anymore because you got, you know, you read Chapter 13, and you've knocked all the way from Idaho to South Dakota. You know, it's dangerous what in a tiny house. What the fuck are you yammering about? It's a two-room goddamn house <laughs> with a bunch of smaller rooms. And I'm just saying, room, if you do it right, which is how fucking you need a house that mounted to the foundation that ain't going to move on you. Look, here's you the thing. putting velocity into that. Well, sure. And the tiny but house the can't thing. handle the velocity. The tiny house can't handle the velocity. But here's the that's thing. But that's like me sitting here saying, well, I live in a one, you know, a one room apartment. It's just partitioned off into, into separate living quarters. That's what the fuck he just said. That's I was fucking stupid. I was, I was trying to paint a picture. I'm painting a goddamn picture that's like listeners. a four bedroom fucking house. It's Jesus not. Christ! It's like, haven't you ever like when you? I mean, you. How do you have, have privacy when, in a cubicle? When the when the colonel and I uh, on the, when we were you know before we you know bef- when we were single. I mean, I'm single now, but you know what I mean. I mean, no, I'm no, not no, married. I'm not that, single, but I'm not I married. I call you but, single, Timmy. But what I, what I, my point is, when we're with a lady, and she's staying over because the snow is too much snow or whatever. Oh, baby, it's cold you know. outside. Yeah. So yeah. if Leanne, if Leanne was here and there was a big snow, I wouldn't let her fly back to to England. I would let her sleep on my bed, but I would partition that with a with a a, a blanket or something so that you know it wouldn't seem untawdry. So wait a minute. So what you're saying so is so what be unseen. So wait a minute. To me. Right. But what you're I'd telling me, I'd be partitioning me, it. Hold on. What you're uh-huh. saying is that Ruth and what's his butt William and these two kids all slept in the same bed with pillows between them, and that gave privacy. No, no, That's no. That's what no. you're telling they, me. No, they just put it up in the room like and, they put up a and here's a big another blanket. thing. No, a big blanket. And it offers no privacy. Them. There's no privacy there. If you're nobody is doing it in a cubicle at work because you think nobody's going to see us. I mean, if you are, then you're fucking stupid and shouldn't be working anyway. So the cube. I don't. I don't know how that. You know, we're talking about these people's home, and all of a sudden you're talking about people having sex at the office in a cubicle. That's when you brought up cubicles. Is, your mind is so warped, and then oh, you yeah. go. You know, right. you go straight right yep. to the sex, Colonel. You're Have you right. noticed that? You're right. It's always I'm right wrong. to the fornication with her. It's I'm, always. I'm yeah. so always. I'm so wrong. This is uh, Timmy. We normal. could be talking about waffles, and she'd bring it back yep. to copulate. You know. No, this is it's perfectly normal to have a two bedroom house that has four smaller bedrooms in it, with two big rooms that are just it's fucking ridiculous. How would you put that up on Realtor.com? You know, it's like you just did a math problem, and I, I'm having a hard time following. I'm not surprised. You have a hard time following the guy that says he's got your nose every Monday morning. So, <laughs> well, that's true. That's I not shocking to me. That. And you know what? Well, I, I No, that's he really doesn't have my nose. I finally figured out that's his thumb, devil. Oh, it's did you finally get that? Yeah, it's a nasty it really is. I've tried to pull it on Lucy, but she doesn't seem to care. Should I recap uh, for our listeners? Please don't. Just keep it moving. Don't don't recap. Okay. We're good. So Sarah is the neighbor, right? Oh, for she fuck's sake. She went to the home. She went over to 
to the house to see if Ruth and the kids would be interested in joining her for the uh, parades, the uh, horse decorated horse and buggy parade and the military parade to follow. And you know that's a pretty big deal in, in Aldenwald, Oregon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. As she moved closer to the house, she became more concerned, Brandy. It was just not like the it was just not like the Hill children to be this quiet. You know she talked about those kids when she's talking to her other neighbors though too. Loud-ass kids. Flat-ass little rat bastard. Somebody needs to whip him with a switch. That's what she's saying, and now all of a sudden she's concerned. Sarah can go fuck herself. She uh, cautiously approached the front porch. She did what? And peered in... Cautiously cautiously approached the front porch Uh and peered into uh, the living room. Nosy. Go ahead. In the living room, on the sofa, is where seven-year-old Dorothy slept. Oh. Near her. Wait a minute. They put the baby on the couch? <laughs> so, wait a minute. I they don't built, know. They built this house, and they didn't build enough rooms for everybody to have their fucking bedroom or even share. They put the, little ba- they put the baby on the couch? What the fuck so kind of bullshit is this? Well, what near fuck. <laughs> near her, uh, near uh, young Dorothy, seven-year-old Dorothy, near her was a table, and on this table was a new clock purchased a few weeks prior to the murders. So I got this new clock. You got Dorothy on the, seven-year-old Dorothy on the couch, right? The couch that's the in house? the Wait a minute, is it the couch that's in the kitchen? No, it's uh, in the one because room of the room, all... or is there a couch in the bathroom? Because there's oh no, that's an outhouse. So the couch is there's just only... wherever. Okay, there's only there's only two rooms, right? Yeah, there's I know. Two rooms. I know. There... Which is bullshit. Now, now, one room is partitioned so that they can have some privacy. Blah blah blah. Except for her, she's all out in the middle of everything. <laughs> Philip gets <laughs> Philip gets his own area. William and Ruth get their own area, and poor little Sarah. Well, honey, you're just got to sleep on the couch. Well, she's seven years old. Well, yeah. So she doesn't deserve a room? Well, that's, no, no. see, that's why kids today are so... They don't behave. They, they've they been... Because they have their, they own their own rooms. Yeah, they get their own... Rooms. Yeah, they get their own they can, yeah, they can go to the toilet in private. Don't have to go out to the outhouse or the woods. I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't have those amenities or niceties. Luxuries. Yes, you yeah, did. You please. had bathrooms. You had bedrooms. Yes, you did. I know you grew up in English woods in a shithole part of town, but you had indoor plumbing. No, Settle the, the fuck they, down. He had, he, had, he had to walk three miles in the snow mm-hmm. just to pee. Just to that was to get to school. That and the wasn't... time he got back, and the time he got back from peeing, he had to pee again. Yeah. Oh my God. Now the, the house was dark. The windows uh, were covered by clothing and pieces of cloth. So no curtains, Brandy. Six well, actually, I technically, curtains are pieces of cloth, though. Even in the dark, uh, good point. Even in the dark, Mrs. Matthews, Sarah, Nosy could see, see a form under the blankets on the sofa. Yeah, because it was the little girl who was forced to sleep there. What the fuck? Dorothy's feet were only uh, part of the was the only part of the girl's body not covered, so the rest of her was covered. But yeah. you could see her feet. Feet got cold. Feet got hot. 
putting them out there to cool mm. off. Everybody does it, no, even if you have to sleep no on the one, couch. No one in Ardenwald uh, locked their doors at night. Or um, So Sarah well, cautiously op- opened the door. Nobody locks their doors because they didn't lock their doors because they were guarded by a seven-year-old little girl who stayed awake on the couch guarding them while they slept peacefully in their rooms with privacy. So, so Sarah cautiously opened the door. Nosy bitch. And went in to check. Uh, what if check they just on, wanted to sleep in? <laughs> El, old girl is just see, rolling in there. Checking in this with Dorothy, see if Dorothy was okay. She's going through then a medicine cabinet. Fucking. Then she saw an axe resting on the sofa, Brandy. Well, that's now, how she is, was guarding the house. Uh, the bloody body of seven-year-old Dorothy laid on at laid out on the floor. Sarah, what? <laughs> was she Sarah on the couch or not? <laughs> I guess she was like half on the couch, half on the floor, and she, she was what? her body was bloodied. Apparently, she's been beaten with an axe. That tends to shift your position. Well, for I'm fact's sorry. It's not funny. Sake. It's not funny, but it's you know, it's 150 years ago. She would have been dead anyway by now. Yeah. 110 years ago. Ugh. Uh, Sarah let out a scream and ran from the home, like her hair was on fire, Brandy. Well, that's why you don't go rolling into people's houses, not invited, just walking in there like she owns some shit. What the fuck Can't ever. Sh- County Sheriff Ernest Mass arrived shortly after uh, after the Sarah after uh, Sarah Matthews reported the crime. Then began a mystery mm. that has remained unsolved for 110 years. Brandy, mm. that was my mystery. That's my Keith Morrison Dateline. Mm. No, it's not. That's terrible, Keith Morrison. Initially, it was thought that there were only three bodies in the house. William seemed to be missing, Brandy. How the fuck you miss, or the how you miss somebody in that house? He's probably in the shitter, I know, because there's so many places to hide. They could go into one of the other rooms <laughs> that they didn't build inside there. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Matthews phoned the Portland Gas Company. <laughs> oh, did she call him in to work? She's, she's all, all up in this. She's all up in their business, isn't she? Yeah. Fuck this chick. <laughs> she called the Portland Gas Company, oh hoping to God. find, hoping to find William, uh, hoping to find William there. But uh, she was told that William did not report to work that day. Brandy. Well, then she hmm. might have to search the other room. <laughs> but, but William's body was discovered. He was in the shitter, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, he was discovered in the other fucking room? Two goddamn rooms? And she couldn't have fucking looked there before she's calling the gas company? This bitch needs to Did mind her Did they bring the dogs and shit out like they right. do in the woods when they're searching exactly. for people? Oh, found Everybody him. Found go, him. Let's go Just over sitting the house, in here. grid by grid, yeah. She's, yeah. she's really Gladys. What was that woman's name? Gladys Kravis? Kravis? Kravis. Yeah, on the, on the Bewitched. Yeah. <laughs> she might as well Bewitched, be flat. She might as well be Gladys, but I mean, seriously, it doesn't, before you go calling all kinds of people, you don't say, hey, maybe see if William's in there first, something, two motherfucking rooms, divided into smaller rooms, 
like my apartment. William's, William's body was discovered upon closer. <laughs> upon closer, closer lying in the same bed. How'd you miss that? How do you miss it? Right there by Ruth. Right there. If we see Ruth, we're going to see William. But you, you know what? You lie in bed next to Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. But he was covered in bed clothes. So, I mean, you know, mystery there. We should have called Scooby in on that one. He's just laying there under the covers. Couldn't find him. Fucking who knows where he went. Off on a bender. But Ruth Ruth's is there. body was now Ruth was bodies was slightly on top of his. Right. Okay. That, so that's, they did Wait a minute. So they couldn't tell the difference between this poor woman and her husband? Were they melded I, together? Man, well, I get mean, the fuck out of pro- here. Well, I mean, I they was might have been my first thought in the act of, you know, making love. Making well, love they could have been because they had all that privacy in the cubicle that they were sharing. But that's probably but, why Ruth was so quiet. Really, Ruth, to be honest, with you know, Ruth's body had been I pulled. Ruth's we got an APB out on William, who's just laying there, covered up by a bed sheet. Well, Ruth's so, body. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ruth's body. Uh, let me lost my place here. Uh, Ruth's body wa- had been pulled down from the head of the bed. So that she was situated all uh, about a third of the way uh, down off her pillow. So not real, not a real comfortable position there. But of course, if she's dead, it probably don't matter as much. Wait a minute. But her, but she was uh, in the bed. Yes. Like who cares? Her pillow- Maybe she slept a third of the way down. Who fucking cares at this point? Her pillow was covered with blood, showing the spot where her head had laid when she was killed. So that's oh. important, Brandy. Uh, you obviously are not, uh, you know, CSI. I'm not. You, you know you what? I'd have known that there was two fucking bodies laying there. I'd have walked in and looked at it and said, well, I found Bill. Here he fucking is. You might want to call his work. Let him know he won't be in. What? This the movement, actual fuck. This movement. Who was in charge uh, this of this movement. fucking investigation? Roscoe P. Well, Coltrane? Who the fuck? Well, Boss Hogg? Like What? I can't. Uh, we, I forget the guy's name. What was the detective? It's Roscoe name? P. Coltrane. That's who it was. Uh, can't figure it the uh, fuck Ernest, out. Ernest P. Moss. And not yeah, Ernest. Yeah, he was one letter not away Ernest from T. Ernest T. Bass. Yeah. And You're, let me you tell you something are, else. You are disparaging the reputation of uh, Inspector Moss. No, what I'm mean? disparaging is this fucking busybody Sarah's ass. I ain't one to gossip, so you didn't hear it from me. But that's what I'm disparaging. Because she's running all over the place doing her own Nancy Drew bullshit, calling Devil. around trying to find the motherfucker, and he's right goddamn there. So you've wasted a ton of goddamn time because you De- can't Devil. take 20 seconds to search the two motherfucking rooms in the goddamn you house. Meditate? You already let yourself in. Do you have a what? blood pressure monitor that? But you're getting a little worked up over this. You get. Well, I'm, I'm just trying. Stupid. A little mindfulness and meditation and zenness, you know. I'm not what saying makes you think I don't do that. Me, but Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What makes you, you think I don't do that already? You should see her when she, you know. Yeah, when she's worked up. Meditating. When she, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. When she's not. I'm good. See, I just don't get it. You should see her off of her meds and not drinking, Timmy. I don't understand why well, 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 this the fucking busybody was but, all over the place. Now she's contaminated the, about, the crime scene. The Fuck point about up. her sliding is that uh, it was it was uh, uh, suggested that when she was moved after she was killed. She slid down the bed a bit. So she that's was, why. why? So what would be the point of that? Did they know. cover? Her? Wait a minute. Did they cover her with bedclothes and search for her for three days before they found them? I mean, this my God. If her sliding down the bed a- happened, it was done after she had been killed. And it was not the right. result of her crawling not the down. Result of her w- <laughs> waking up, making a defensive move by the killer. So she probably was killed in her sleep. I think the defensive the move would be her crawling because, as we all know, sheets and blankets are the best defense against an axe. So I mean, it's is be, that is that what she's doing? Be, it, it's believed by those those people, those boots on the ground, Brandy, who saw it. You Sarah, didn't. They yeah. saw it. Sarah, it's it, it's been it, determined it, by Sarah, the busybody. That, Go ahead. That they were uh, that William and Ruth had been killed in their sleep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now we can rule William out as a suspect right away he's because dead. he was also killed. Yeah, right, he was right, also, right. Unless that's convenient. I mean, he could have. He could have killed Ruth and her kids, and then uh, some axe murderer just happened to come by and kill him. Convenient. But I would say that's—I would say that that's less likely. I would say it a, is less a, a likely. Person, yeah, it is less uh, now, likely. But I mean, when you're dead, I mean that kind of a lot of times that will rule you out on an axe murder if you're dead too. That it, does tend to rule you out because most people—and I don't know, Chuck, maybe you have this statistic. Because it's bullshit. Uh, driving an axe, cutting yourself with an axe, hacking yourself with an axe is not a very popular way to commit suicide. I mean, and if I'm, it's, hard to, it, it's hard to get the right angle. What did you say? It's three, three, three point four percent of suicides are axe. Are by axe? Yeah. So I mean, it's not very. It's My not exact. Just look that up for me. Thank. Okay. Great. It's not an exact science. So, yes, I imagine that Bill, once they found no, out... No, was, I, wait a minute. I went, I, Bill, I went hold say, on. Bill, who they found laying next to his wife, but they couldn't find Bill for a while because, you know, he was in the bed covered by a sheet. Fucking hell. They went ahead and ruled him out. That's, that's well, amazing. I'm, I'm this just, is some crap I'm just, <laughs> detective work. I'm just saying that it... 
there is a ch- is a chance. I don't. I'm not saying it was murder suicide. I'm just saying there's a chance he killed his wife and kids, and some other axe murderer just happened to be in the neighborhood uh-huh, uh-huh. and came in and uh, killed him. Isn't so, that just I mean, the way it goes? That would be my luck. It, it isn't. It isn't impossible. It isn't out of the realm of possibility. It's just unlikely that that's what happened. Okay, sure, we'll go with that. Sure. Okay. So, how did Roscoe decide that these people had died? Well, uh, it, uh, it was determined that uh, William had been bludgeoned to death. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ruth had been struck with an axe twice in the head. And that is something that um, can cause serious injury, Brandy. It'll give you a headache for sure. Uh, So when this happened, uh, both the parents were deceased. Now, eight-year-old, after the eight, both parents were deceased. Now, you would, you're obviously your next suspect would be eight-year-old Philip, right? He's shady, but he's in, but he's in a totally not other room. I mean, how he did was, he sleep he was, through that? He was because they have all that privacy in their cubicles. He was found. He was found bludgeoned to death. Now, of course, you're going to automatically think. Okay, it's a seven-year-old Dorothy who's obviously, who's up but Sarah saw her crimes. right That's, away, laying on the couch, but not laying on the couch. Sarah was they all determined over that. that she, they determined that Dorothy was the last to die. Whatever. So these well, people, I mean, it makes sense. So, so your, your first I, guy, your first first person you're going to take out is the dude, right? Because you know, if you take out the little girl first, he may he may have you know he may attack you. Right. So right. you take out the dude first. Then you take out the woman before you even think about the kids. But here's the thing, I guess. I mean, it was very logical how, you know. Well, right, right, right. It was very logical. But here's the thing. So what's happening here is that you are saying that these people were basically comatose. And a guy walked in past the little girl sleeping on the couch and past the ultra-private bedroom of Philip. And goes yeah. into the ultra private bedroom of the adults, uh, beats William to death. She doesn't mm-hmm. wake up, and then they just crack her twice in the mm-hmm. head. Still, well, the kids don't pro- wake up. There's no grunting. Took, there's no she, whatever. She may have taken some Lunesta or something. She probably was sound sleeping. She probably did take some Lunesta. But so wait a minute. So then you go into. Philip's room, which is very mm-hmm. obviously private because there's two rooms and he's in a cube, and he goes into Philip's room, and the little girl still doesn't wake up. Like all these people just sleep through. Well, I mean, all these other she people may getting been, hacked to death. She may. I mean, in, in fairness to her, she may have pretended she was asleep, hoping that you know he would leave her alone. That's what I would do. You know, you'd play dead in that case. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Now, detectives estimated that the murders occurred at 12.45 a.m. Based on the uh, broken clock near Dorothy's, uh, near Dorothy, that had uh, stopped at the time. That was a new clock that they just bought, remember? Well, then why would it stop? Along with a... How how come a a watch and a clock always stop when you're murdered? I don't know, but I mean, you know, did they did take they... the axe to the clock? And if they took exactly. the axe to the clock, that's how what could I'm you wondering. Tell what time it was? 
Yeah. Well, if there's a if there's a scuffle or something, and they knocked it over or something, it could it could have been that. But anyway, there wasn't a scuffle. They, they were all asleep. Who's he scuffling with? The little girl. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The door. Yeah. You. They can. Those little girls. Those seven year olds can be a bitch to put down and hit with an axe by a grown ass fucking man that probably did this. Well, you know, I mean, you don't know it was you know, a man. She, this is a mystery. Fuck, there was multiple she, men in on this. Go ahead. She might be, you know, that seven-year-old was probably filming it for TikTok or something. She probably was. Anyway, they also, they also, uh, what also uh, led to them to think it was 1245 was um, one of the neighbors report that the, uh, his dogs began barking around that time period. Oh, the so, dog didn't bark to me. Well, wait a minute. So, the neighbor's report, so did the neighbor's report come in? Did he, like, drop a dime on his own dogs that were barking and call the cops and be like, yeah, I got these goddamn dogs, won't quit fucking barking? Or are they just interviewing him later and he's saying, yeah, the dogs barked around this time? Could have been at a bear or it could have been at an axe murderer. Hard to tell. I thought the The clock was broken. How would he know? The... The bloodied axe uh, used in these murders was left at the, in the Hills' home. Yes, propped up against uh, propped up against uh, Dorothy's bed. She didn't have a bed. Whatever. She didn't have a motherfucking bed. Uh, she was, was sleeping on a fucking her, so lazy boy in the living room. Poor girl. It was determined. It was determined by authorities that uh, the axe did not belong to the Hill family. And had been stolen from the front porch uh, of Joseph Delk, uh, who lived uh, approximately three quarters of a mile from the hills. Did anybody so, question Joseph Delk about yeah, murdering we'll, these we'll people? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Whatever. Most of the windows of the hills' home had been covered with cloth and garments uh, by the uh, perpetrator. Yeah, they didn't. Now, they didn't bet on Sarah. Uh, essentially, to cancel, uh, to conceal the crime, though some jewelry was missing from the residence, uh, and money were left behind. Uh, valuables and money were some money and valuables were left behind. So they they ruled out that it was any type of robbery uh, or anything of that nature. Way to so, go, Roscoe. Tell us what happens next, Brandy. Oh, wait a minute. So this is new. Oh my God. This is a lot to take in. So just give me a, just here. Because of the violent, yes, and sexual natures of the murder, not been discussed. So I don't, how we determine that there was whatever. Well, just go on. I'm getting there. He believed the sheriff... Mass, a.k.a. Roscoe, believed that sex was the motive and that the assailant may have been a pedophile. Uh-huh. Mm. In order to assist the investigation, Mass brought in a bloodhound from Seattle to complete the search of the Hill property and the surrounding area. But those efforts did not prove fruitful. He should have got that they bitch fucking Sarah they, on it. Sarah would have had this shit wrapped up in a bow for them in about they 20 didn't minutes. Have, they, they didn't have their own bloodhound. They had an important hey, bloodhound. All the big city places have bloodhounds. Uh, a coroner who examined the bodies of the victims 
stated that William's injuries had left his head, oh my God, this guy's amazing, completely chopped to pieces on the right side, especially the right side above the eye, deforming his whole face. Well, William doesn't care because he's fucking dead. In the corner, well, but, that's a but really... They're gonna, no, wait they're a minute. They're going to have to have... I mean, the point is they're going to have to have a closed coffin at the surface. Is that the point of this? Because or, what I'm seeing is... Or they can lay him on his side. What, that, well, they could do that. Colonel. They can lay him on his face, too. But here's the thing. What I'm seeing is that evidently in this time, I could have been a fucking coroner because I can look at the son of a bitch and go, yeah, fucked up his face. Especially that right side there by the eye. This motherfucker probably so went to the, goddamn so, medical school for that shit. So you lay him on his, uh, you lay him on his right side. Lay him on his belly. Only the, well, I mean, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, Ruth similarly sustained a severe skull fracture that extended from above her right eye across her whole face, as well as you another you can fracture. Get, you, can you can you get buried laying on your stomach? I don't see why not. If you to. I th- but didn't they used to do that for something? Okay. All right. Um, so Dorothy had sus- had sustained several skull fractures to both the front and back of the head from an axe blade, while Phillips' head wounds appeared to have been inflicted with the handle of the axe. Now that he could have done himself. So, yeah. So, based on the examination of Ruth's body, it was determined that she'd likely been raped after death, while Dorothy had been sexually assaulted prior to her murder. Bloody fingerprints were found smeared on Dorothy's body as well as Philip's arm. Colonel, you remember a while ago when I mentioned that with me and Leanne, if she had to stay over, I would put a partition in, in the bed. You know, you know, you know that Brandy. I mean, she didn't. That wasn't even a possibility to her. I mean, so what she would. She about? would think. Well, you, about, about your loose morals that you would. You 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 that that you couldn't even conceive of not uh, a man and woman not having sexual relations if they were in the same bed. But that's okay. That's how you were brought up. That's that's who you are. I don't. I'm gonna. We're t- not gonna change it at this point. Oh, I let my mother know that that's what you think. That she, you think that she raised me that way. Well, she I don't necessarily that. think it, it was her hers fault. I think it, you're just what a is bad happening? Seat, but are those, did I just hear the neighbors' dogs barking? Like what the fuck? What was all that? That must be that must be uh, Rudy. Yeah, whatever. Or Bo. Uh huh. So anyway, the police learned of another odd well, piece. Timmy, of Timmy, here's after what you have oh, to God remember, damn it. Now, Timmy. Hmm. During Brandy's formative years, remember, her dad was in Nam. What? So, yes, that's true. You know, so she grew up uh, no. to be, have loose morals and a oh, general so lack of ethics. So, again, you're assuming that I, that my mother did this to me, which she'll be. See, again, I don't think, I think, so they're, I think they're about. just bad. I just think there's certain bad seeds, and you you happen to be. Well, your mother had two boys to worry about, and and I think we like like, you and everything. It's like Mm -hmm. you know when your mother had your two brothers, right, and you, right, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she saw the two brothers and said, you know what, yeah, I'm putting my money on them. So (laughs) she um, really should. 
So I, I I'm going to put uh, my energy where I can do some good. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where there's a return on investment. I see. And, uh, and it's not so much that she did it to you. It's just she was busy trying to make your brothers the, the proper people that they are. And assumed being a girl, you would have instincts, you know, that would make you more of a lady, less savage, you know. And, uh, oh my but, God! You know, she she was wrong, and I don't blame her for that. I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, you're just taking up airspace. I mean, you, with you, your dad at this was point, your dad so. was was protecting our country. Okay, well, I yeah, he was busy in the Mekong Delta. My father had looking, no children. looking for Charlie. My father had no children when he went to Vietnam. So there's that. But okay, boy, and then it's, and then he comes back. He he survives the war, and he comes back and has you. I know. What a delight for him. Thank sure you for your service, excited. sir. Yeah. <laughs> and for your service in Vietnam, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So police learned of another odd piece of evidence. On the morning of June 8th, the day before the murders, Ruth visited the law offices of her brother and father in Portland. They later stated that she seemed disturbed about something, which she never disclosed. And after this trying before to gather... The, before the murders. Right. She didn't go there after. It wasn't after. Correct. After trying to gather the courage to tell them, she simply got up and silently left their office. Well, that's pretty suspicious, don't you think, Brandy? Okay, yeah. Uh, After interviewing nearly everyone in town, the police compiled a list of three main suspects. On the morning of the Hill murders, a 60-year-old vagrant named Edward Ramsey was arrested at Oaks Bottom, a wooded area just south of Ardenwald and today is a city park. Uh, Ramsey was a, a loner. A hobo, Colonel. Yep. He's a hobo. Uh, he was a loner and was looked upon with suspicion or suspension mm. by most mm. of the citizens of Ardenwald. He was arrested while attempting to float on a makeshift raft. Why would you arrest him for attempting to float on a makeshift raft? Well, he's trying to get away. I think is that's he? obvious. He, yeah. Is he, though? I mean, right. you just kind of have to wait for him to sink. I mean, don't stop him or let him drown. You think they were like, they were like screaming on the riverbank or whatever? Yeah. Hey, come here. Stop. Uh, after his arrest, it was believed by authorities that Ramsey had been the subject of a series of complaints spanning several years regarding an unknown man lurking in the communities east of Portland. Ramsey was a drifter, and that's never Hobo. great. He lived in the woods. Hobo. He lived in the woods and subsisted by trapping animals and stealing food. Oh no, he was a suspected chicken thief. Oh, those are and the worst on kind. That's worse than being worse a hobo. Than a chick- Wait a minute. There's nothing worse than a chicken thief. Wait a minute. And on four occasions, was arrested for stealing pies that local women oh, had placed in their kitchen snatcher. windows to cool. Oh yeah, I mean you, you have to be careful putting your you can't put you, your pie in out anymore and let it cool. Well, I mean, why would you do that? Set steal. it. I mean, set it on your fucking bed table or whatever they fucking got there in the middle of their kitchen. Well, they didn't know this. Uh, this it wild, doesn't matter. You set it outside; out it's going to get flies and shit on it. Whatever. Um, he also was arrested, uh, for stealing ladies' undergarments off clothing lines. 
Well, mm. I mean, I mean mm. you want to ideally you want to get them before they're washed, but yeah, you know, ideally, yeah. Well, and in 1909, Ramsey had been charged with stabbing another transient in a hobo jungle near the railroad and tracks. Hobos. Those fucking hobos. What the actual fuck is he a must hobo got, he jungle? He must have been. He must have got. Uh, it's just a era. You know, it's just a place where all the hobos gather. It, he should have had. Yeah, he probably got kicked off the trains. That's why he's floating down the river. He was near the railroad tracks, maybe. But well, I feel like when a hobo gets stabbed, there's always two sides to the story. There usually is. Good point. You know, good, because good point, you come out. Okay, say a hobo comes up and, you know, steals your pie out of the window. Well, what's a more egregious crime than that? Is Chicken thief. Another hobo stealing that pie from the hobo when he gets that back. Might to yeah, the there's a code. There's a code of honor. Among the hobo no, codes. there's no honor among hobos. No. Oh, there's no a hobo honor. code. There's a fucking hobo code. Settle down. So, but to Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane... Mass. I wonder. I wonder what? if they're going to require uh, vaccinations at this year's uh, hobo convention. I don't Probably know. They should not. have. They should have a bus there. Um, but according to, you know, authorities, hobo bus. Huh? Mm-hmm. A hobo bus? Yeah. A hobo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When's the Edward last time Ramsey? you saw a hobo with a mask on? I don't. Oh, hmm. they're they're inconsiderate as hell. Mm-hmm. I. Okay. So anyway. So, according That's to the authorities... That's the inconsiderate hobo. It's the worst. Edward Ramsey was a ne'er-do-well. A ne'er-do-well. It's harsh fucking words. With a... Oh, and a sexual <laughs> they deviant. Did, with uh, a violent temper. They're, they're not mincing words when it comes to... Well, but this, Roscoe... This but Roscoe couldn't place him near the Hill's home... And after initially uh, being yeah, considered a Yeah, but he's a, suspect, a ne'er-do-well. I mean... He is a ne'er-do-well. You know, and they, can, they can arrest him on horse thievery or chicken, chicken snatching thievery. or whatever. But not this. Uh, floating, down a, uh, floating down a river without a permit? Floating down the river without a <laughs> permit. Let that motherfucker go. They got Tom You want Shore him out of town? You want him out of town? He's trying to get out of town and you all fucking stop him? Give me a goddamn break. Anyway... He was ultimately cleared of suspicion. Now, Charles, I know that you have a lot to read here. I do, do you have want a me lot. To read Why do some I have of it? so much? Could you do you want me to read some of it, or do you want me to stop? For me there, devil. No, go ahead. You're, you're on I'm a roll here. I'm just asking, like, trying to be considerate. I like the cadence of your voice here. And there's I'm some, sure. There's some things in here I think you're going to enjoy. Oh, I bet there is. After a flurry of activity in June... The investigation had stalled by midsummer. The local newspaper, who had been very, had been first, been who at first had been supportive of Roscoe, were now skeptical of his investigation. Well, he shouldn't have put Flash in charge of it. Fucking jackasses. Pressure was on the sheriff to make an arrest, and in December of 2011, he did just that. So I'm going to go with 1911. And not the 2011 yeah, that's there. I, I think, yeah, I think yeah, because by 2011, most of the uh, uh, most of the people had already been dead. I feel yeah. like he would have been, yeah. So on December 20th, 1911. It was a cold case by then. It was a cold sure. case. Sure, very cold, yeah. He'd worked on it. This is the case that wouldn't leave him. This, this is that case that would not leave Roscoe. And he stayed alive just to solve it. 
Uh, let's see. So on December 20th, 1911, a 55-year-old nursery owner named Nathan Harvey, who lived 100 yards from the Hill residence, was charged with the murder of all four victims. He was an Iowa native. And you don't a- want the name. You don't want to have the name Nathan when you're in the joint, Colonel. Nate no, Dog? you don't. You don't. You might as well just have a sign. You might as well wear a, t- wear a T-shirt that says "Rape Me." I'm Nathan. <laughs> wow. Hi, I'm Nathan. Rape. <laughs> Is that a T-shirt you can get? Wait, why don't you instead ask Logan? Of wearing a, <laughs> See if Logan wearing, can find one. Yeah, instead of wearing a number on your thing, you just got Nathan. Nathan. Nathan, come here. <laughs> so. Harvey was an Iowa native and a local businessman What's and property wrong with owner. Nathan, I don't get it. I don't either. I don't know what his I mean, deal if is you with had Nathan. A name like Percy, it's just not a manly something name. Something like that. I'm saying. Nate. I mean, you know, what about Nathaniel Hale? Wasn't yeah. that a person? Oh, okay. Yeah, see. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So I take it back. I take it back. All right. Nathan is a lovely name. All right. So he's from <laughs> Iowa. He has a business. And he owns property, and he but he'd been in a land dispute with William Hill prior to the Hill's murder. Ah, because William Hill wanted to expand his th- two two room home. Well, Bill Hill, you know, and, and and Nathan he didn't want no part of it. He wanted he wanted to you know. And there's a land dispute. Who gives a fuck what Nathan thought? Well, I he should have fucking built houses. Yeah. They should have built that baby a bit. Ba- you know what? I can't even with this. So just forget it. Uh, upon investigation, it was uncovered that Harvey had already been loosely connected to various gruesome crimes. In nineteen or er, in eighteen ninety four, mm. an eighteen year old woman named Mamie Welch. Anything about the name Mamie? Nothing. Well, it, it, it's it, it's like an old woman with those pointy glasses, you know, and it's got a chain on them. Yeah, but she is That's eighteen, I and I have glasses like that, so I don't know oh, what you're fucking well. saying. And coming from someone, <laughs> and coming from someone who wears glasses that magnetize on the nose, I don't think you need to talk about anybody's glasses. Um, I I uh, I defer to you. Well, she was murdered in a strawberry patch on Nathan's property and her body was found lying next to an adjacent road. Like, how do you name your kid Mamie? Mamie. I mean, you're saying the kid's name is Mamie when they're born. Right. Oh, she looks like she's going to be an old lady who wears glasses with the chain. Exactly. Right away. You know, maybe Mamie just leaned into the name. You know, she's... Maybe. I mean... I'm just saying... As a, a, a when you're a young boy, you don't fantasize about someone named Mamie. Well, maybe you did in 1894. Yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, you, you don't fantasize about anybody named Beulah either. But there were some Beulahs and Berthas out there. Well, yeah. And Eunice. You know, Bertha Eunice. was the bad one. You don't want a Bertha. Bernice. No. I mean, there's all kinds of yeah. So in a series, a series of other murders and mysterious deaths occurred. Within the Harvey family, in 1896, two years after Mamie, one of the Harvey's one of Harvey's brothers shot their mother to death before killing themselves. That, mm. that seems like a bummer. In 1899, 
Well, it's harder to do after you kill yourself. Yeah, well, it, it does. Get, generally, it in does that get order. trickier. Yeah, it gets trickier. Um, in 1899, one of Harvey's other brothers kind of time timing device on the gun, maybe. Yeah, they have those. Um, but in 1899, one of Harvey's other brothers was found drowned in a mill pond in Milwaukee. The drowning was odd because it had been par- because the brother had been a part of the U.S. Olympic swim team and had medaled in the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis. That's impressive, Brandy. I guess. I mean, especially considering you know, whatever. Upon questioning Nathan Harvey's neighbors in Ardenwald, Roscoe reported that several women uh, reported that several women told him that Harvey had made improper proposals to them, as well as insulting them. Wonder what they were, Colonel. Wonder what those proposals were. Hey, baby, you want to go back to my place? And then when they said no, <laughs> fine, you fucking bitch, stay there. That's kind of yeah. Um, and. I was going to put a in, partition up anyway, bitch. That's right. Put a blanket down, but not now. Um, in all. Probably took her, probably took her to uh, the movies. And he, he did one of those deals, Colonel, where he, you know you cut out the bottom of the popcorn bag. No. <laughs> no. Oh, here we go. Here we are. Um in all, six women came forward to tell the sheriff of Harvey's advances. One lady said he threatened to kill her when she rebuffed him. Another lady claimed that Harvey had tried to abduct her in broad daylight. The woman stated that she was walking down the street when Harvey drove by slowly in his Model T. Ooh. She claimed he made comments about her appearance mm. and what he wanted to do with her. So I'm going to stop there for just one second hmm. because I have a question to okay. yes. you all. At, does he, did he think that that would, does that work for him? Like, I feel like if you continually get rebuffed because you're just going it's a, up to It's someone, a numbers game. It's, it's really a numbers game. Is that a numbers game? game? You, because I yeah. feel like. If you do some, if you only get 1%, I mean, you know, you do 100 times, one of, them will, one of the women will go along You know, with you, if really? you're in a bar and you say to enough women, you know, hey. I'm going to grab your boobs. Well, yeah, I'm going to grab your boobs. Or heaven must be missing an angel because she fell down right next to me. Now, the colonel can right. pull that really? one off, you know. But yeah. most men. Because it's stupid. It's a it's a it's a ninety nine percenter. They're ninety nine are going to turn you down, but one's going to be drunk and you know, women. I mean, I would just, not say I want me some of that. I I, I I you know that's not that's not really. But I feel like that's what he's doing. Women see through that. But I feel women like that's what he's that. doing. I mean, this is I I just whatever. I mean, that's like sending unsolicited genitalia Playa. pictures. Playa doesn't work. Um, so anyway, well, so he made comments about her appearance. Really. No, it doesn't. Uh, about her appearance and what he wanted to do with her. He then leaned out of his car and grabbed her arm. Don't okay. understand. That's a little. That's a. That's a little. That's, that's a little ballsy. Fresh. Yeah. She stated that she then beat Mr. Harvey around his head, causing him to lose his grasp on her arm, and he drove his car into a ditch. <laughs> Sweet. That would piss you off, Colonel. Well, that would piss you off. Here we go. 
and this is fucking ridiculous, so just bear with me. As she hurried down the street, she saw him shaking his fist while screaming, I don't want to fuck you anyway. Now, what I see that is, is, you know, somebody, you know, the villain in Scooby-Doo shaking his fist and I'd have gotten away with it too. We're for you and your damn kids and your fucking dog. That's what I see. Well, she rejected him. He, she did. He's, he's, I don't think. I don't think a villain he, in Scooby ever just shook his fist and said to, to Daphne, "I didn't want to fuck you anyway." Well, no. Now, maybe they, they edited that part maybe out. Maybe Thelma. No, Velma. I never wanted to fuck you anyway. It's Velma. But I mean, you can see, you can see where he's. But coming everyone from. wanted to bang Daphne. Well, so, yeah. so none of his neighbors would even talk to Nathan Harvey. And warn their children to avoid him. So this guy who grows flowers, he's a nursery owner, so he grows flowers and okay. shit like that, is a really dirty, dirty, pervy rapist, is what I'm getting from yeah. this. Which seems odd, but he, okay. He, he's a little aggressive. He can be a little mm. aggressive at times. So Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane subsequently stated that he had absolute proof that Harvey had taken the last train to Clarksville, Ardenwald, sorry, on the, on the, oh, is that in, Interbond? Got a little monkeys for us, Colonel. Oh, Interurban Railway. There we Take go. Take the last train to Clarksville, and I'll meet you I know, at the station. No. I'll so be they took by 4.30. I got to take okay. you to my destination. Right, 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 right. Da, 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 Do you know the monkeys da, 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 I sold to Beatles? What? The monkeys I sold to Beatles? I when the monkeys released an album, it it topped the charts above the Beatles. Yeah, but they uh, they they promoted it. it was kind of they were in the beginning they were like the Partridge Family. Yeah. They weren't a real group. no, they were never a real group. But okay, well I think they did. I mean now I mean they go on. I mean they they still have they do shows and stuff. Well, I think now. only two of them's alive. Yeah, yeah two Mickey, monkeys and two talking chimpanzees. I think now. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, little short guy's dad. What was his name, Colonel? Uh, little short monkey. Peter Tork, maybe? Oh, Davy Jones. Davy no. Jones. Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Yeah, Davy Jones. Yeah, Davy Jones. Yeah. All right. He had a, he, you know, him and Marsha Brady had a fight yeah. on uh, on uh, Brady Bunch. Good he for them. He took the last train to Clarksville. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Town. know what else he, he took, took the last Timmy? train to Pound Town. He took what? that midnight he... train to Georgia. Okay. Well, anyway. He went up... Th- I heard it. Him, he went when he was with Marsha. He went up the old dirt road. Yeah, I heard that too. Dude, why would you hear that? Marsha was a dirty flower girl. Every you could tell by whatever. Looking. Yeah, you, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. All right. So, so Roscoe says that he has absolute proof that Harvey had taken the last train to Ardenwald on the interurban railway from nearby Casadro. Casadro, whatever, Oregon. Anybody knows how to say that. It starts with a C. Uh, which arrived in Ardenwald at 12.25 a.m. on the night of June 9th, around the exact time the murders took place. Two witnesses stated they saw Nathan Harvey exit the train at Ardenwald Station at this time. A, sh- mm. uh-huh, a short time mm. after leaving the station, Nathan Harvey was spotted near the home of Joseph Delk, which was in between Harvey's and the Hill's home. No one could that's say. The dude that, yeah, but that's no, the dude that had the axe. Yeah, but nobody could say whether or not they saw him take the stupid axe from the guy's porch. 
another witness, if they just looked at the ring doorbell fucking footage, they'd have probably seen this guy. Um, another witness. Never leave your axe out. That's 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 a lesson of our listeners. Well, never leave axe an axe out. I think that we've established that through several podcasts that you should never leave just leave your axe out on the front porch because it always gets used in yes. a murder. Always. So another uh, witness, probably Sarah, uh, stated that they saw Nathan Harvey near, near the Hills' home sometime after midnight. The witness said they heard Harvey curse at some cats in the alley adjacent to the Hill's home and also heard what sounded like trash cans being knocked over. Uh Uh-oh. What? Wait a minute. Telltale sign of an axe murder if there's some trash cans get knocked over and the cats are meowing. Right. Well, another person testified that he had heard Nathan Harvey making threats of harming William Hill and his brats one day while visiting Nathan Harvey's nursery. Nathan was certainly acting like a suspect. So, I mean, aside from his, like, makeshift Gilligan's Island fucking raft he tried to escape on, uh, police did not interview Nathan Harvey, yet, oh, police, they didn't interview him like five, until like five days after the murder. Matt Harvey... Uh, whoever the fuck that is, contacted a law firm in Portland and offered the lawyer a $20,000 lien against his nursery if they would represent him. Okay, so it probably should be Nathan. Um, If they would represent him, should he be charged with the Hills murders? When police went to Nathan Harvey's home to arrest him, he didn't seem surprised. Uh, Just basically stating, I was expecting you gentlemen, which is actually a badass power play. If you can pull that off, when the cops come in yeah, and but, like raid but, your house, but you do you do raise suspicion when you do that. Mm-hmm. I know, but still, it's a badass power move. I feel like I would want to do that after my, you know, after Dave. I've been expecting you after Dave dies, and I get to walk down, you know, my staircase with my furry fuzzy robe on and shit. Cigarette holder, big long with, cigarette uh, holder. You'll be exactly. With, uh, I'm expecting you, gentlemen. After Nathan Harvey's arrest, stories started to come out about his past. Um, That's never good. Anytime people I know. get into so, your past, it's not good. Well, so evidently, um, Earl Harvey, the brother that shot and killed his mom, evidently it was in that house there he, where Harvey was living right then. Um, he shot and killed, you know, shot and killed his mother, shot and killed himself. And Harvey just lives there now because that's what people do. Fucking weirdo. In 1896, a 17-year-old girl, here we got this one again, a little bit mamey. Um, Let's see. Oh, Nathan's father, Euclid, died under suspicious circumstances one day after he deeded his property to Harvey and his younger brother, Daniel. And then (laughs) Daniel died in the yeah of the drowning but despite the evidence Nathan had a large number of supporters who professed his innocence and protested his arrest on December 23rd and 26th mass meetings were held in nearby Milwaukee and Selwood during which over 500 signatures were gathered calling for the charges to be dropped oh well I mean if you've got 500 signatures then definitely they should drop uh, see, these. See, 
fucking money. I don't see I don't see a lot of people protesting should you get arrested, Brandy. I I just don't. I you know, that's fine. I, I, do, you know, do you. Whatever. I'm good with that. It's dangerous yeah. out anyway. But I bet we could get five hundred signatures and then they would definitely drop the charges against me because Evidently, well, that's a thing. Yeah, after you, if you get, well, you, it does. Well, it matters what the population of the town is. Like some towns, you'd have to get a maybe two thousand, you know. But but since uh, uh, Ardenwald was a very small town, they didn't get as many uh, signatures. Well, and in, you know, it's a little known fact that if you get enough signatures, then they will automatically turn around and go, "You guys are right. Let me just let them out of jail. It's fine." That's a thing. So some locals Mm -hmm. spoke out against the protest with one anonymous landowner telling the Oregonian, except by his friends, Harvey is feared. There are those possessed of evidence in the case that could incriminate Harvey. If fears of possible retribution from the man are allied, I think they can be induced to tell us what they know. Well, who the fuck is this guy? The librarian? Fucking settle down with your fucking word of the day bullshit. Jesus Christ. Yet there were witnesses. Very flowery language. Well, right. So maybe he was the town. I don't know. Like like I said, librarian. Uh, Yet there were witnesses who described Nathan Harvey as a moral pervert. And said he was a very violent man with a short temper. Nothing worse than a moral pervert, Brandy. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, ro- uh, uh, regular regular perverts is bad enough. Shun, yeah, yeah. they shun. Uh, well, perverts. Roscoe was convinced that Nathan Harvey was the Hills murderer. There was no direct evidence linking Nathan to the Hills home on the night of the murder, and with only circumstantial evidence to go by, the charges against Nathan Harvey were ultimately dropped thanks to the signature campaign. Uh, and Roscoe died, went to his grave, believing. That it was Nathan Harvey who killed the Hill family. There was one other suspect of note. In May 1917, okay. William Riggin, <coughs> excuse me, confessed to shooting William Booth in Wilhelmina uh, in October 1915. During his confession to the Booth murder, Riggin also claimed to have witnessed the Hills, the Hills murders along with a Mexican man who went by the nickname Brown. And a man named... I see. Blame, blame it on the Mexicans. And a man... Yeah. Yeah, very racist. And a man named William Flynn. I'm, guess, I'm guessing this... Uh, What's this guy's name? This guy that... William Riggin? What's his last suspect's name? Riggin? I'm guessing he's a, he watches Fox News a lot. I'm just saying that. Easy, that out there. warrior. Uh, let's see. Hmm. And a man named William Flynn, the latter, was an alias of Edward Ramsey. Hmm. William hmm. Riggin claimed to have met the men in Oregon City, and they planned a robbery scheme together, looting local homes. Nothing good goes on in Oregon City. Well, that's what I hear. According to Riggin, he watched outside the Hills Cottage while Brown, armed with an axe, and Flynn entered to rob the family. William Riggin claimed to have waited outside the cottage for approximately 30 minutes, during which he'd heard children screaming inside. I I have so many questions, but okay. After the murders, 
Riggin claimed that Brown and Flynn exited the cottage with approximately $1,400 worth of gold and silver. For his role in the robbery, Riggin claimed to have been paid $100. That's big money back Upon then. See, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying it because they, they said there was money and jewelry left behind. Well, not just that. And, uh, not just, and the guy has, I mean, he built his own house. How much money? You think he had 14? I mean, that was a lot of money back in well, 1911. And never mind the fact of if there were children screaming inside, Sarah would have heard it for sure because she's clearly up all hours of the fucking day and night sitting in her yeah, window I, watching I, I shit. Think Sarah had some, I think Sarah had something to do with this. Well, I mean, people would have heard people screaming. But, Chuck, do you want to take this last page here? So that you're not completely sure, out. Sure, I'll take it. I'll take it, devil. Perfect. Well, um, William Riggin claimed to have met the men in Oregon City, right? And after the murders, mm-hmm. Riggin claimed Brown and Flynn exited the cottage, got the money, right? Right. And mm-hmm. upon further questioning, Riggin changed his account of the events, Timmy. Hmm. Instead of claiming in a formal statement, Made in July 21, 1917, to have participated in the robbery and murder with Edward Ramsey, not the anonymous Brown and Flynn. Now, Riggins... See, but that's what I'm saying. They're just blaming it on immigrants. Exactly. And he had two diverging accounts. Diverging means different, not the same as before. Um, yes. And we're saying accounts, we mean uh, uh, explanations. Yeah. Stories. Who the stories. fuck are Not, the two of you like talking to? Account. Like a bank account. I'm trying to break it down for yeah. you, Brandon. I don't need <laughs> it broken down. Just trying to be real with the people. Um, okay. So anyway, they were riddled with inconsistencies regarding the Hills Cabin riddled. and other logistics. Now, despite this, Riggins was able to point out very specific locations regarding the crime, including the site of the Hills Cottage. Which by that time hmm. you think would be fairly well known. The little shack the little murder shack. Murder shack. Yeah. Murder shack it's, isn't that a song? <laughs> no. Love shack. No. B-52s. Okay. But anyway, which had been demolished Hot after the murder. Whatever it is. Uh-huh. And nevertheless, charges related to the Hill murders were brought. No charges were brought against no. William Reagan. Did, did that was there a petition up uh, to, uh, to prevent uh, charges, or is this guy on his own? He's on his own. Now, our, apparently, you can get a you can do a survey monkey if you get enough people yeah. to say you're innocent. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, well, I think he had a GoFundMe. Um, now, uh-huh. uh, the Ardenwall axe murders have been described by historians as one of the most brutal murders in the history of Oregon. And in the enduring years, became subject of local folklore. In a strange hmm. coincidence, hmm. is it a coincidence? The Viscalia murders, Timmy, remember those? Yep, we covered them in Iowa. In Iowa occurred exactly one year and one day after the Ardenwald murders. Like and that one has not been yeah. solved. Like those murders, Timmy, the Ardenwald murders remain unsolved. Hmm. It was Nate. It was Nate, dog. It was nasty Nate. I think it was Nate. Yeah, it was nasty Nate. 
Brandy's, what's your final thoughts on the Arden Wall Axe murders? Well, the house is fucking stupid. I know that. And I also think that it was Nate who did it. And I think that if Roscoe hadn't been so busy with bullshit, he'd have been able to arrest him. But they fucked it up well, six they, ways to Sunday they out had of the a, gate. They had a peti- they had a petition. They did have a out. petition. But I'm telling you right now, they should have set Sarah on this fucking on this fucking case. Got her See, going I think on Sarah, it. I think Sarah did it. Well, I think she wanted. I'm telling you. I think she wanted. Uh, I think it was a love triangle, Brandy. Well, maybe, but I'm telling you right now, that little town gossip would have had would have been able to solve this murder in about three hours had she been given the chance. Because you know that woman sat in her windowsill and watched every fucking thing that went on, and walking I don't know clearly walking into I don't people's know houses I, I, is I no don't big know deal. What you're hard on. Huh? On Sarah, but you get you give Eunice a, a a pass, and you're hard on Sarah. Who the fuck's Eunice? That thing was. <laughs> I don't know who's that. Oh, Mamie, I guess Mamie. I'm not giving Ma- uh, I'm not giving Sarah a pass. <laughs> Fucking Mamie. Mamie doesn't have shit to do anything. You all were the ones bitching about Mamie's name. I just said it was probably a good one for the time, like Bertha or Eunice. Sarah, I'm telling you, we're women are very good investigators. When we want to be. Let her loose with it. She could have Googled all kinds of shit and had this shit solved in three hours. I guarantee goddamn it. But anyway. Colonel, what's your final what's your final thought on the Arden Wall axe murders? I think it was uh <clears throat> one armed stranger, Timmy. He was one armed man. One armed man. With fur with 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 long curly hair. Right. Isn't, isn't it hard to kill, be an axe murderer if you only have one on? Why? It seems like it would be more difficult. Well, it just seems like it would be more difficult. Well, well and here's these, the thing. Well, these it depends. Or hatchet is it a hatchet? Exactly. Hatchet, you don't swing a hatchet with two hands. You just need the one. All right. So, that makes sense, then. It does. We know. I think it was Sarah. I think it was Sarah. I think it was a love triangle. You know, I goddamn good and well uh, it wasn't Sarah. Now stop it. They did what What the French call Mimageratois. Stop sullying her good name. It wasn't fucking Sarah. And uh, they did a little daisy chain with uh, William and Ruth and, and, and Sarah. And it was basically you know, the human uh, she, centipede in that. Too. That's exactly what she, I was she, thinking. And still, uh, you are she, she sullying caught, her. She caught name. feelings. She she caught feelings for William, and that's that's what happened. That's why you have to that's, shut that's, that shit down early. Shut it the fuck down. Um, all right. Uh, we're not going to do Patreon uh, this week, but we will uh, give a shout out to all of our Patreon supporters next week. I do want to give a quick shout out though to Stevie Smiles, our new Patreon Stevie supporter. Thank you, Stevie. Smiles, Thank you. Smiles. Uh, no. If you, if you would like to, um, if you would like to uh, support us on Patreon, just go to Patreon.com/slash/HistoryDweebs, all one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little bit to me. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.